heard anybody sing that song any better uh, than Sister Patsy Henderson. Amen. And uh, she had sing that and wouldn't get about a half a verse in and you'd feel God show up. Amen. And uh, I'm so glad to be in God's house this morning. I want to read one verse of scripture. If you'll turn with us to the book of Galatians chapter number 2. Galatians chapter number 2. And I ask you to pray with us and for us this morning. I do believe God wants to do something in our hearts today. And uh, I pray that you'll open your heart and that I'll open my heart and just receive with meekness the engrafted word. Amen. That's what the book says. And if we'll do that, God will do something. Isn't that right? And uh, churches are dying by the dozen, but I'm glad we don't have to die. Amen. Amen. In 2024, because he's still alive. Amen. Uh, Galatians chapter 2, a very familiar text. Uh, that the Lord has laid on our heart this morning. Verse number 20. The Bible said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Father, I want to thank you this morning for the good singing. Thank you for your presence. And I pray this morning in Jesus' name, God, that you'd help us these next few moments. May we not do or say anything that would grieve the Holy Spirit. But, oh God, I pray that you'd be glorified and your son be magnified. May the church be edified. Help us this morning to draw near to you, near to Calvary. Give us revival. Lord, we certainly need revival in these days in our home, in our hearts. Lord, we need revival in our church and in our country. God, I pray that you'll look down and, God, that you'll do an eternal work. Bless the meeting this week. Lord, every service and every message Help us to come with a ready mind to worship and do the will of God. And we'll thank you for it. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to preach on this subject this morning on living the crucified life. Living the crucified life. That, that's what was on my heart when I got up this morning and I've been meditating on this text here for some days and it just seemed like the Lord just really touched my heart this morning about this text. And when you think about this verse, it's an unusual verse, if you notice with me, uh, because this verse begins with the letter I and it ends with the word me. As Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. And then he said, who loved me and gave himself for me. And what interesting about that is even though it begins with, with the letter I and ends with the word me, it's really not about self. Amen? Uh, Paul is not speaking in a selfish form or a selfish, selfish manner, but just the opposite of that. Uh, uh, Paul is talking about the crucified life. And I want to preach a few minutes this morning on that subject, on living the crucified life. Now, when you think about this verse this morning, I want you to think first of all about the Christian in this verse here. Uh, Paul uses uh, uh, the letter I speaking about himself. And when you think about the Apostle Paul, I think you would agree with me this morning uh, that Paul was no doubt a great Christian. Amen? When I think about Paul's life, uh, I think about his suffering. Uh, uh, Paul suffered much in this life. Uh, and you know suffering comes to the children of God, uh, uh, but God gives us grace to help us uh, uh, through our times of suffering. Uh, and then I think about Paul's service. Uh, uh, Paul spent his whole Christian life uh, uh, living and serving God and serving others. Uh, and Paul did not let the sufferings of life uh, uh, keep him from his service. Amen. I'm telling you, if you want to live for God, you can live for God. Uh, if you want to serve God, you will serve God. Uh, and there's no amount of suffering in this life uh, uh, that can hinder us uh, uh, from serving God if we're willing uh, to serve Him. And so when I think about this Christian, I think about his suffering and I think about his service. Uh, but 
But I also think about Paul's spirituality. Uh, Paul was a spiritual man, wasn't he? Amen. Uh, Paul was not a man that lived in the carnal realm. Uh, he was not a man that lived uh, in the worldly realm. Uh, but Paul had a walk with God that was real. And Paul was a victorious Christian. I think you'll agree with that. And when you think about the Apostle Paul, uh, Paul was a man whose mind and whose heart and whose will uh, uh, constantly uh, evolved around the spiritual things of God. Amen. You know why our churches are not as spiritual as they ought to be? Because people sitting in them as a whole are not as spiritual as they ought to be. Even the pulpits of America... My friend are laced with carnality and worldliness and I'm not casting everybody in that pot by no means uh, but I think you'll agree with me that uh, the church is only as spiritual as the people that intended including the pastor. Amen? And when we come to the, to the house of God we, we're to be interested in the spiritual things. Uh, the church is not a place for social gathering uh, even though we have fellowship and we have functions uh, we know that's not what the church is about. Uh, the church is not a place of entertainment. Uh, the church is not a place uh, of worldliness uh, but the church is a place where we come and we come apart from this world uh, and we set our affections on things above uh, and not on things of this earth amen Uh, uh, the church ought to be a spiritual place Uh, uh, the pulpit ought to be a spiritual place Uh, uh, the pews ought to be a spiritual place Uh, and when I think about this Christian uh, Paul was a man uh, that lived the Christian life uh, and I think about his spirituality this morning amen I think about the Christian in our text. And then I want you to also notice this morning, not only the Christian, but I want you to see the crucifixion. Paul said, I am crucified this morning. You know, when you think about people today, they people, not all, but some, they like to be known for things. Some want to be known as a hunter. Some want to be known as a fisherman. Maybe somebody wants to be known as a great sportsman or, or an athlete. Uh, maybe they want to be known as, a, and they say, I am an athlete or I'm a sportsman or, or I'm a fisherman. Or maybe somebody says, well, I'm an artist uh, or I'm a musician. Uh, and there's a lot of different titles and labels uh, that can be placed on people and individuals. Uh, but if you want to know what Paul placed on himself uh, in this verse here, uh, he did not say, for I am Paul. Uh, he did not say, for I am anything but he said I am crucified amen and you know what it means to be crucified it does not mean to be disciplined it does not mean it does not merely speak about devotion or doing amen for a person can be all them things and still not be crucified I mean you could be devoted to religion you could be devoted to your church you could be devoted to your family you can be devoted and not be crucified you can live a disciplined life and still not be crucified. Uh, I would say monks are disciplined. Amen. But they're not crucified. Amen. Uh, there's a, You can be doing. You can be busy and not be crucified. If I was to take crucifixion and just put it in one word to describe what it means, uh, it would just be this. Uh, to be crucified simply means death this morning. It means to be dead. When you think about crucifixion, you think about death. Paul said, I'm dead this morning. Dead to sin. Dead to society. Dead to self this morning. No promotion of self. No recognition of self. I heard a statement this morning on the radio. Said that humility is not thinking about being humble. Humility is not, th- is, 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 humility is not thinking about yourself at all. 
That's humility, isn't it? You know, the question this morning for me before God is, am I dead? Living the crucified life means you live a dead life. You're, you're dead to this world. You're, you're dead to your own wants and your own desires. You're, you're dead, uh, uh, my friend, uh, uh, to your own ways. Uh, it's uh, to your own will. It, it's not my will, but it's thy will be done. Uh, a crucified life uh, is a life that says I'm dead to the things that I want. I just want what God wants. Uh, I'm dead to the things that I will. I just want to will whatever God's will. Uh, I want to be in the center of God's will. Hey, this morning the question is, uh, are we crucified? Am I crucified this morning? Am I dead? You know, a dead man doesn't care what people think about him. A dead man doesn't feel too many things. A dead man, uh, you can praise a dead man, but it ain't going to make him feel good. You can run a dead man down, but it ain't going to make him feel bad. Amen. I mean, listen, uh, uh, you can talk about him, you can gossip about him, you can say anything, but it ain't going to change anything because he's dead to this world, amen. Uh, he's dead. Listen, you could put a million dollars in a dead man's lap, but it ain't going to move him one bit uh, because he doesn't have any life on the inside. Uh, and Paul said, I'm crucified. Uh, uh, Paul said, I want you to know the old man, he's dead. Hallelujah. Are you dead this morning? I'm not talking about spiritually being dead. I'm talking about have we died to self? Have we died out? That's what, you know, when you think about revival this morning, it's more than having a meeting, isn't it? It's more than just coming in and I'm looking forward to the meeting and I'm looking forward to the preaching and I'm looking forward to getting to fellowship with the saints and I'm looking forward to all the things that comes with the meeting. But, but I'll tell you this morning, a real revival in my heart, in your heart this morning, really is about me and God. It's not about me and the church. It's not about me and the person next to me. It's not about me and another family member this morning. It's really about have I put myself on an altar and have I, have I died? Am I dead this morning? Do I care too much about me? Do I care too much about what others say, what others think? As long as I care, I'm not dead this morning. He's crucified. I see the Christian. I, I see the crucifixion. And then I want you to notice something else in this verse. I see the companion. Paul didn't just say I'm crucified. He said I'm crucified with Christ. Paul died, but he didn't die alone, did he? And I'm going to tell you, it wasn't that Christ was crucified with Paul. It, it has to be in the right order. Paul was crucified with Christ. Uh, you say, what's the difference? I, I'll tell you the difference is, is that it marks a distinctive time and a distinctive place. Uh, uh, Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Uh, it wasn't that Christ was crucified with me. Uh, but what that means is that Calvary, uh, when Jesus died, uh, he not only died uh, for me, and he not only died for you, but he died as me, and he died as you. Uh, the Bible said he that knew no sin became sin for us uh, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I'm going to tell you when Jesus died on the cross uh, he died for me and he died as me and he died for Paul and he died as Paul and he died for you and he died as you. Uh, and what that means is when he come up out of the grave uh, I died with him at Calvary and when he come up out of the grave uh, I come up out of the grave with him uh, and when he stood before God uh, I stood before him. You say how is that possible? Well it's 
impossible in my realm, but it's possible in his realm. He took everything I was and everything that you are, and he became who we were, and he nailed it to the cross, and he washed it in his blood, and he did away writing, my friend, nailing the, the ordinances or the handwriting of ordinances to the cross, and he broke down the dominion, and he conquered death, and he conquered hell, and he came out the victory, man. I'm going to tell you, when he came out victorious, I came out victorious. And you came out victorious. You say, I wasn't even alive then, preacher. I wasn't either. And now all you have to do is reckon yourself dead and accept what Jesus did at Calvary. It's already been done, friend. I'm not working for nothing. I'm not working to nothing. I'm working from what's already been done. We are what we are because of who we are. But Christ did what he did because of what we did at Calvary. He became us for us. Amen. And Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. We, we sung that song a while ago, and I thought, man, the, the Lord, he, only he can put things together. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. There's not an hour that he is not near us. No, not one. No, not one. There's no night too dark that what is love cannot cheer us. You know how I know that? Because there's never been a darker hour than those three hours at Calvary when Jesus went into the blackness and the darkness and became sin for all of humanity. And he came out on the other side and he was victorious. And thank God we have a companion that will never leave us this morning. You see, this morning, coming to church isn't about church. It's about Christ. Living the crucified life this morning is not even, this verse is not even about me. Calvary was for me. Calvary wasn't about me. Calvary is for you, but wasn't about you. It's not the cross of me. It's not the cross of you. You say, oh, but preacher, it was all about me being saved. Oh, it was for you, but it wasn't about you. Amen. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Amen. And before the foundations of this world, uh, uh, Calvary was all about the lamb that had been slain. Uh, and there on Calvary, uh, suspended between heaven and hell, uh, uh, Jesus uh, uh, died on the cross. Uh, I want to tell you this morning, uh, uh, hell couldn't kill him. Uh, and my friend, uh, uh, death couldn't hold him. Uh, and the grave couldn't overcome him this morning Calvary covers it all because Calvary is about Jesus this morning and Paul said I am crucified with Christ the companion you know the crucified life this morning it is a life of surrender I wouldn't argue this with a preacher but I've heard preachers say that uh It's not about surrender, it's about submission. Because surrender is not in the Bible, but the word submit is in the Bible. I can go along with every bit of that, but but I couldn't quite swallow all of it. And I couldn't figure out why for a long time. Somebody said, well, you know, if you, you can surrender and not submit, and I can agree with that this morning. 
One army could surrender to another army but never submit. Amen. But I want to tell you this morning, I thought about books I've read down through the years. Uh, men like uh, uh, Andrew Murray on the surrendered life. Uh, I thought about other great men of God that we've heard preach down through the years. Uh, uh, those men knew something about submission and they knew something about surrender. Amen. And I thought, Lord, what is the difference? I'm going to tell you what the difference is. Submission has to do with your will. When you submit yourself to God, that's your will. That's you taking your will and submitting to God. But I'll tell you what surrender has to do with. It has to do with your flesh. Amen. In my flesh. In my will, I can submit my will to God and I can resist the devil. But my flesh is never going to submit to God. It's anti-God. But can I tell you something? When you're crucified with Christ and when you submit your will to God's will, then the flesh has absolutely no alternative but to surrender. Amen. And the submission of a man's will is what brings the surrender to his flesh and to his heart and life. This morning, are we crucified? Am I crucified? I've been thinking on this for a few weeks now. Lord, help me to live the crucified life. Help me to to live surrendered, submitted to the will of God, surrendered in my flesh. I see the Christian, the companion, Then I notice the confusion. Look at this. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Notice this. Nevertheless, I live. Wasn't that somewhat confusing to this world? How can a crucified man live? And when he put a man on the cross, uh, cross as we already said, crucifixion is a, is a picture of death. It, it was death in those days. Uh, no man went on the cross uh, and came down alive. Uh, uh, but when a man went on the cross, he died on the cross. Uh, even our Savior died on the cross. Uh, but Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Uh, uh, nevertheless, I live. Uh, you see, to this world, that is confusing this morning uh, because uh, they do not understand. Uh, and Paul wants us to understand uh, I'm living Uh, uh, Paul how are you living Uh, uh, Paul is living spiritually and Paul is living eternally you see the crucified life uh, uh, my friend does not produce just death uh, uh, but thank God it produces life Uh, it produces victorious life Uh, it produces abundant life Uh, it produces my friend spiritual life Uh, it produces eternal life hallelujah because of the cross this morning we can live victoriously We can't do it in and of ourselves. Can I get an amen right there? If you're going to try to live a Christian life this year to the best of your ability, let me go ahead and tell you, you're in the same boat I'm in this morning. You're going to fail. You can't live the Christian life. Somebody said, well, I'd I'd become a Christian if I could live it. Forget it. You can't live it. But you can let it live in you. You say, how do I do that? You crucify yourself. Paul said, I'm living a, I'm not living the Christian life. Paul's a great Christian, but Paul was not living the Christian life. That was impossible. But Paul was living the crucified life. I'll tell you this morning, if we'll get up every day and die to ourselves, if we'll just reckon ourselves to be dead and yield ourselves as members of righteousness and yield our instruments to God this morning and live the crucified life, you can live the Christian life because it'll be the Christian life living in you. What do you and I need to do is quit trying and just start trusting. We just need to live. Let Him live in us. Let Him live through us. Let Him be what He wants to be instead of us trying to be what we think we need to be this morning. 
There's the confusion. Then there's the connection. Look what he said. Paul, how can a dead man live? He said, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. I want you to think about that this morning. There was a connection, Paul said, between my life and his. He's living in me. You know, reading the Bible and praying every day, it's not a check mark. If you could read 365 days and pray 365 days this year, and you get to the end of the year and you say, I've checked every box and I've done it all. If it was just a list and not a life, if it was just doing and not devotion, then you missed the whole, you wasted all that time. Because it's not, I did good, I did good, I did good, I did good. No, it's, it's letting Christ live in you. You know, to me this morning, and I think Bible reading, I think there ought to be goals in our Bible reading and goals in our prayer life this morning. And I don't think we ought to be lazy with those things. But then there's also the other side. And you have to figure this out in your own life. I I can't figure this out for you. And you cannot figure this out for me. But, you know, sometimes seasons change in our life. I'm in a season right now where I'm not reading four chapters a day. I'm 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 not telling you to do this. I'm not reading ten chapters a day. I'm reading one chapter a day. So, well, Brother Gravely, if you read one chapter a day, you're not going to read through your Bible this year. may not. That's what the Holy Spirit put on my heart. Read one chapter, dissect it, and meditate on it. I didn't do that. I've never done that before in my life. And, and, and I'm not telling you to go home and do that because God works on an individual basis. But what I'm telling you this morning, and I'm saying it for this reason, and, I'm not it, and I study for other sermons and study for other things, but I'm talking about my personal Bible reading time alone with the Lord. It's not about, uh, did I do this? Did I check this off? Did, did I meet all these requirements? No, it's about a personal relationship. Hey, listen, you ought to have a prayer journal. You ought to have a prayer but it's not about running through the list every day it's about fellowship it's about talking to him it's okay to deviate as long as you're deviating with him Amen. I'm talking about living the crucified life it's when it's real I'm telling you when it's real it's always right Amen. you say well, I don't think I'd be a good Christian reading one chapter a day well read 25 chapters a day Hoss go ahead and do what you need to I'm just telling you it just needs to be real in your life is what it needs to be it can't be a list. It can't be a bunch of do's and don'ts. There has to be a, a connection. It can't be, boy, I'm just defeating my announcement here, ain't I? Please get one of these and read them. I put it, sorry it is. It, it, it can't be, I'm on day five and I got to read. Well, let's see here. Day five, I got to read Luke 22, 1 through 13. Then I got to read Hebrews 4, 1 through 11. If I can work it in, I've got to read Proverbs 22, 1 through 16. And Isaiah, oh, good night. That's two. I got to read chapters 11, 12, and 13 on day five after reading all these other things. It's not a good way to read your Bible, is it? I tell you, when you open that book and you read, 
You can't quit reading. Got up this morning. I was just going to read chapter Romans 6. I was just going to read Romans 6. Romans 6 was so good, I, I couldn't stop, Brother Lady, when I got to chapter 7. Because I knew there was a big to be continued. <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and read chapter 7, a little bit of chapter 7, and, had, and then go ahead and do, I had something else I needed to do. And, and boy, I tell you, chapter 7 got so good, I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and read chapter 8 because I know how chapter 8 ends, amen. It ends with nothing separating us from the love of Christ, amen. And it starts out that there's no condemnation now to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit, amen. I tell you, I felt something, praise God. I felt a little kickback right there too. I'm telling you, it's still working, it's still moving. I'm just telling you, friend, of the crucified life. I mean, I just felt a connection. Amen. As long as you're getting connected, that's what it's about. It's about you getting connected. It's not about a list. It's not about do's and don'ts. Are you connected? Boy, I feel connected. I feel so connected right now. It's plum pitiful. I mean, God. Whoa! Whoa! He's good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, I mean, I feel connected. So I don't like that shouting. I can't help it. Amen. I'm just telling you this morning, uh, what you're looking for every day is a connection. Amen. Uh, somewhere's in that Bible reading. Uh, uh, somewhere's in that prayer time. Uh, I'm going to tell you some of it's mundane. Uh, uh, some of it has to be that way for our good. Uh, uh, but I sure like it when there's a connection. Amen. I'll take that any day, won't you? Paul said, the life that I now live, he said, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And then notice the clarification. Paul, how you doing this? He said, the life which I now live in the flesh. How you living in the flesh, Paul? By faith. But it ain't my faith. By the faith of the Son of God. I'm going to go ahead and confess to you this morning. I don't have a lot of faith. The only faith I have is what the Lord gives me. Some days, I trust God more than other days. Sometimes, I'll trust Him more than other times. Some days, you feel like you could just charge hell. and Some days, you need grace to just get out of the pit. But it really don't matter what day or what time it is. I'm going to tell you something. I've been saved for 30-something years now, Brother Laddie. And I look back through all them days, the up days and the down days, the days when I was full and the days when I was empty, the days when I trusted Him and the days when I don't even want to talk to you about Him. And I'll tell you what I can say through all them days, and I bet you can too. I didn't get this far by myself. As somebody, some days I didn't have much faith, but he gave me enough faith to put two feet and one foot in front of the other. Some days he gave me, I didn't have a lot of faith, but he gave me enough faith to, to put my clothes on and say, I'm just going to go to church anyway, Brother Dave. I, I don't really know what's going to happen. I don't really feel that good in my soul. I, I'm not just flying high, but I tell you, just like he made the sun rise this morning, I, I believe somehow, some way, I, he'll get me through this day. I, I'm telling you, I'm living by faith I, and trusted in him. I, and you're living by faith I, and you're trusting in him this morning. I, I want you to see 
Paul clears it all up. I'm not living by my faith. I'm living by His faith. And this morning, that's the only way you really can live. But you have to be crucified to live by faith. Think about, for just one second, think about all your... We can't think about all of them and we don't need to. You think about some of your problems this morning. The reason it's a problem is because you and I can't do nothing about it. And we can't see, we don't know how this or that is going to ever shape up or how what's going to happen. And then there's so many things that we desire from God that we don't even know how that's going to work out. But I tell you what you can do with everything you got. You can ball it all up. You can take it to Calvary and you can leave it right there. And say, you know what? I'm not living this way. I'm just going to live by faith. Come what may. However it comes out. Can I tell you something? This country's in a mess. Churches are dying. I don't know what's going to happen. Hey, I don't even know what's going to happen in this church a year from now. Neither do you. It gets a little too quiet. I'm okay with it this morning. I think you understand what I'm saying. It gets a little too quiet around here. Ain't like it used to be. Don't you want it to be like it used to be? Well, it can be right now if we, if we make our mind up. But it's not. I can't do a thing about that. You say, what are you going to do? I'm just going to live by faith. Amen. I'm not worried about losing church members. I know pastors, they drive themselves crazy. Worried about losing families in their church. I figure if I can lose you, we never had you anyway. If some preacher down the road can steal you, I reckon he can have you. Isn't that right? That's not my church. God didn't call me to fill this church. He called me to fill this pulpit. Is that right this morning? I mean, if somebody leaves, I, I tell you, I hate it. I don't want anybody to leave. But if they leave, what are we going to do about it? I tell you what we're going to do about it. We're going to keep on living by faith. What we're going to do, we're going to keep on going. I, I don't think nobody here would think this. But, you know, some people sit in church and say, man, if I leave that whole, they don't say it out loud, but with their life, they say, man, if I leave, that whole thing would fold. No, I'm going to tell you something. It didn't start on me, and it didn't start on you. And if I drop dead today, I'll tell you, i got enough faith to believe this church would just keep on going on because it ain't built on me it ain't built on you and we're living by faith amen you say what is going to happen if 2024 is a rough year I tell you what's going to happen if we make it to the end we'll make it one way that's living by faith this morning except trust God the crucified life clarification and I want you to notice the compassion this morning Paul says in this verse I live by the faith, notice this, of the Son of God. Notice this phrase, who loved me. Paul, why would you be crucified with Christ? Because he loves me. Why would you live for Jesus and be thrown in a prison and be persecuted and suffer? Because he loves me. Why this morning does God's children keep on keeping on? Because the love of Christ constrains us. I've never understood people that get out of church and want to blame the church and they want to blame everybody for them living out in sin as if that's some excuse that's going to warrant at the judgment seat of Christ. Get out in sin and live, uh, live in sin and say, well, I, I got hurt in church. Man, I'm going to tell you something. We've all been hurt in church. 
Anybody not being hurt in church, stand up. I want to look at you. Nobody. And we've all hurt people in church. We've all had to say to a brother or sister at some point, maybe you hadn't. If you hadn't, I say thank God for you. But we've all had to say at one time or another, or at least we should have. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. That wasn't intentional. Or if it was, we have to say, I'm sorry. And if you never say you're sorry, you're not living a crucified life. But we've all been hurt. But there's one that's never hurt us. There's one that's loved us. I don't know how many times when our children was growing up, we would remind them when something would happen as they got older and they could see things and they could hear things and they would say, well, I don't understand that. I say, you don't serve people. You're not doing what you're doing for them. You're doing it for Jesus. Don't you get bitter. Don't you get mad. Don't you get frustrated because you've done people wrong and you've hurt people. You think about yourself. And you remember this. If the whole world does you wrong, including your mom and your dad, the Lord will never do you wrong. Amen. Paul said, I'm living a crucified life because the fact that God would love us, the fact that Jesus, you think about it, we weren't worth loving this morning. I'll tell you why we all live for God because He loves us. We love Him because why? He first loved us. Why would God love somebody like me and you? Why would Jesus love us as much as greater love hath no man than this a man lay down his life? For his friends, I'm going to tell you, we, we were sorry. We were, we were rotten. We were low down. And we still are to, outside the grace of God. There's not anything good in us at all. And God could have wiped us all away. And it has still been God. But, but instead of wiping us away, he washed our sins away. Because he loved us. And he gave the dearest thing that heaven had to offer. And the only thing that he had one of. He gave his only begotten son. And Paul said the compassion that he showed on me. He said, I'm crucified. You know, living for Jesus, listen to me this morning, living for Jesus, if it don't come out of a heart of devotion to him and him alone, he'll never be happy serving God. There'll always be something out there or someone out there that can steal your heart. You can't lead that choir or lead that youth choir because it's a good youth choir or it's a good choir. You can't play these instruments because we just have the ability to play. No, we have to do it because we love Him. We can't, we can't, you know, when we sing them songs and we've all been, I don't want to say, I've been guilty myself of singing songs and our mind being somewhere else. But when we sing, God give you a voice to sing. You say, why well, I can't carry a tune? Doesn't make no difference. If you can sing, sing. Why? Because He loved you. He loves you. Finally, notice the, notice the consolation. Paul, how do you know the Lord loves you? Because He gave Himself for me. You know what I like about verse 20? Starts out Paul talking about being crucified, but it ends up talking about Jesus being crucified. He gave himself for me. You know, this morning when you think about it, 
Jesus gave his life on the cross to save us from sin. And he lives inside us so that he could save us from ourself this morning. And he died for us that he might take care of our past tense and salvation. But, but he wants to live in us to take care of our present tense, to give us victory. And this morning, I don't know, I was praying this morning and I don't know who really needs this message today and who don't. Only God knows that. But I want to tell you this morning, a good way to live 2024 and the only way to live 2024 as a Christian is to just live crucified. And how you do that is you just yield to God. You reckon yourself to be dead. You, you know, how many people today could, could have victory if they could just get over their bitterness? But they're holding on to it. A jealousy. They're upset about something as if they even deserve a right to be upset. They're angry about something or you know, something didn't go their way in life as if God even owes you anything or me. Now crucify yourself this morning. Live a crucified life. You, you say, well, I can't let go of, of such and such. You better... And the only way you can is go to the cross and say, Lord, I die today. I die on this altar this morning. I'm saved, but I die this morning. That little thing or that thing that's hindered me and held me back this morning, I'm a dead man to it. I had something one time, it plagued me for two years, and I couldn't get victory over it. And I remember I told my wife one day, I said, I am so tired of this haunting me and living, and, and, and I'll get victory a little while, and then I just, then, then, then one day it just, it just defeat me. And then I get victory a little while, and here it comes again. And I prayed about it. I said, Lord, I said, I want to let this go, and I can't let it go. And God said, you just die to it, son. You die to it, and it'll never come up again. I'm going to tell you this morning, that's, that works. That's right. When you die to something, it never comes back up again. I wonder this morning as we stand, we're getting ready to go into revival meeting. Am I living the crucified life? I don't want the flesh to rule and reign in my life. I don't want it to... Tell me where I'm going, how I'm living, what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, and what I'm doing. And I can't overcome this flesh. But I can go to the cross and just die. And say, Lord, I crucify, I reckon myself today. And I tell you tomorrow when you get up, you go to God in prayer. You say, Lord, I just I reckon myself dead this morning. But I'm alive to you. Would you live in me? Would you live through me? Lord, I, I can't live a Christian life. I'll never be good enough to be the Christian you want me to be. But will you just live in me? I'll just I'll be the dead man. You live it in me. Why don't you quit trying and just trust him this morning as we sing. If you need to come, you might go.